Hey, Westside family, Jake Gilbert here, one of the leaders in charge of our media department. Thanks for joining us for today's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. We love you guys, and enjoy. So we're going to dive into baptism today for a little bit, and we're going to start off Uh, In the book of John, chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. So it says this, Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time in his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So let's look at a couple of things in this area of scripture. Number one, water does not refer to baptism. Water refers to uh, the birth uh, of a child being born because of the water that breaks in a mother's womb. The word spirit here represents uh, the born-again experience, which is believing and declaring that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, died on the cross, and was resurrected. So right here, the meaning of this is that in order for someone to be saved, they have to be born of a natural birth, but then they have to be born of spirit, Born of spirit is the change in someone's life that occurs when they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Now, when we get baptized, in all reality, what is occurring is we are going through a physical act that shows what we just read. It's a physical act of being born by water, but yet also, or excuse me, being reborn by water, but also being born by the Spirit. And we see that it's really pushed in the New Testament when you look at Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 41. It says, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who, accept his, or those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So we see in this area of scripture right here, that being baptized is associated with being born again. Now, why is baptism so deeply connected to being born again? Why does the Bible push it? Why is it something important that we do in our life after we become born again? There's a a pretty good list of reasons, but I'm just going to give you three this morning. Uh, Number one is it represents the forgiveness of sins. So us going in the water and coming out of the water represents the blood of Jesus Christ cleansing us, making us whole, removing the curse of sin, removing the condemnation or the damnation of sin that originally came into effect when Adam and Eve sinned. So when we're baptized, it represents that our sins 
are forgiven. It also represents a new start, a new beginning in a couple of different ways. So when we are born again, the Bible teaches us that we are a new creation in Christ. We are a new person. The old has passed away and now therefore we are new. But there's a second meaning to this also and we see this when it comes to Jesus being baptized. So Jesus was sinless. He was pure. There was no wrong uh, that he ever did. But yet he was baptized. So he was not baptized with the baptism of repentance because he didn't need to repent over anything. But what we see is Jesus was baptized uh, with a baptism of change, a baptism of starting something new. Because at this point in his life, he went from being a carpenter to being uh, a servant of the Lord, uh, a minister, and a, you know everything that Jesus did. So being baptized represents change. It represents something new. So when I was a teenager, I was baptized with the baptism of repentance. Several years ago, and I came back and I shared this with you guys, uh, several years ago, I was a part of an ocean baptism uh, with uh, a ministry that me and Lorana uh, work with at times called CERT Ministry, and several people were being baptized in the ocean in SoCal. And I just felt like I needed to be baptized for a change that needed to occur that needed to occur in my life. It wasn't a baptism of repentance. It was a baptism of change. And so I said to my friend, hey, I feel like I need to be baptized. Can you baptize me? And so after I helped him baptize a number of people, then he with another friend baptized me, and it was a baptism of change. It represented uh, something that was going on differently in my life. Now, the third one is which we're going to kind of dive into a little bit, is it literally does represent being born again, as if we were being born again for the first time like God originally intended it. I'm going to dive into this a little bit. Uh, this is one of my favorite areas of, of, of baptism, the representation and, and the symbolism of it. So we're going to look at this a little bit deeper. So we have to jump back into Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve was created in the image and the likeness of God. The plan was for them to multiply because God said for them to multiply. And the plan and the purpose of God for Adam and Eve was for them to establish family, to multiply themselves, but not just in a human way, but for them to multiply the image and the likeness in which they were created with. So the plan was for them to have children, give birth to those children, and when those children was to be born, they would be born as the image and the likeness of God uh, that Adam and Eve was created with. But this really didn't go to plan. So Adam and Eve, they sinned. And when they sinned, they not only changed, but their, uh, their children also changed when they gave birth. So the original plan was for them to give birth to children that would be bearing the image and the likeness of God. When these children 
was to be born. They carried the physical characteristics. They carried the soulish characteristics. And then they also carried the spirit of God, which the Bible teaches us. God breathed into Adam. Now, the Bible doesn't specifically say that he breathed into Eve, but we just take it that God breathed not only into Adam, but God also breathed into Eve. But when they sinned, there was a change. And the change is when they gave birth to children after sin, they had similarities to the image and the likeness of God. They had something that resembled the image and the likeness of God. But they themselves was somewhat of a hybrid because God wasn't their master. God's ways wasn't their nature. They had a new master and they had a new nature. And it's called the sinful nature. And you see that with Cain. So Cain was born, he became of a certain age, he was jealous, he was angry, he was rebellious, he was foolish, and I don't have time to to, to tell you why I say all those things, and he was sinful. And God warned him, sin, or Cain, sin is crouching to take you, it desires you. Cain didn't listen to God. Cain killed Abel. So what you see is Adam and Eve was called and was purposed to bear the image and the likeness of God. But because of sin, Adam and Eve bore a hybrid, something that was similar, something that resembled, but something that was totally different than what God originally planned. You and I, When we're born or when we give birth to our children, we resemble the image and the likeness of God. We have similarities of the image and likeness of God, but we have a new master. And that master is sin because we're born with a sinful nature. Let a child just grow up in age a little bit. Let it get caught eating some candy. Did you eat that candy? Maybe not 100%, but there's going to be moments when that kid says, no. Puts the candy behind its back or wipes its face from the chocolate or the chocolate chip cookies. Just give a kid a chance. And the sinful nature of that child will surface. Why? Because... We as human beings, instead of being born into the image and the likeness of God, bearing his spirit, we are now born into a sinful nature. But the power of water baptism is the meaning and the representation of all that being changed. You see... When we're born into water, or um, excuse me, when we are baptized into water and we come out of the water, it represents us being born as a new child. But we are being born not in the nature of sin, 
But we are being born as a believer. We are being born as a child of God. We are being born as a new creation. We are being born as a child with plan, with purpose, as someone who carries the image and the likeness of God. So when we are baptized, it represents us being reborn. And this time, instead of being born into a sinful nature, we are born into the nature, into the image, and into the likeness of God. But it doesn't stop there. So after Adam and Eve was, was created, we specifically see this with Adam. The Bible says that God breathed into him. That breath means spirit. So God put his spirit into Adam, and we just happen to believe that he did the same with Eve. Now look, let's revisit something I read a few minutes ago. Acts 2.38. Sorry. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. This is a changing of the nature. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So Adam was born into the world by the creation of God. And then he received the Spirit of God by God breathing, in, breathing into him. Eve was born into this world by the creation of God. And we believe that God breathed his Spirit into her. When we are baptized, it represents us being born into this world and then God breathing his spirit into us. And being baptized represents we are not what we used to be, but we are what he has planned for us to be. Now, here's the thing. Not because of our works. Not because we're anything special. Not because we've done everything right. Because guess what? After baptism, more than likely, you're going to do some things that's not so right. But it doesn't change the fact that you are a new creation. It doesn't change the fact that you're saved. It doesn't change the fact that you're a son of God. It doesn't change the fact that God has done a work in you. So we have been reborn, filled with his spirit, all because Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. And we believe that, we receive that, and we accept that. And this is one of the powers that is associated with baptism. And it can stand as an altar for you, a place of, of worship, a place of memory, a place that you go back to. And you can say to yourself, or you can say to the devil, no, I have been baptized. I am a new creation in God. I am filled with his spirit and I am not what I used to be, but I am who he has created me to be after my salvation. Because the Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ. Now, now hear this. It's because of Jesus Christ that we can be reborn. It's because of Jesus Christ that we 
have his spirit in us. It's because of Jesus Christ that even though we most likely will have our mistakes, have our failures, but still be covered and clothed and washed by the blood of the lamb or by the blood of Jesus Christ who died on the cross for us. See, baptism isn't just a, a, a religious or just a church action uh, that we just do that, 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 that puts a marker in our faith so that we can say we've been baptized. No, being baptized is a symbol of what really has happened in your life. You've been born again by Jesus Christ. You've been filled with his Holy Ghost. You are a new creation in Christ. And as long as you keep your faith in Jesus, you will remain clean unto God. Look at somebody and say, wake up. Wake up a little bit. This is good news. So what this does is now position us for a new life. A life with God. A life that's new. A life that's filled with the Spirit. A life that God intended. Baptism represents all that. But there is a couple things that it doesn't change. It doesn't change the battle. And it doesn't change your nature. you will still have to battle because the enemy hasn't been rid of yet. We still have a satanic battle on our hands. We still deal with the sinful nature. We still have a purpose. That purpose is to fulfill our role in the kingdom of God. So that God can use us to be a light in the world. So those things just doesn't, you know, it doesn't change everything. Specifically, when it comes to the exterior, when it comes to the carnal. But it does change your position with God. Or it symbolizes what changes your position with God. It symbolizes You being reborn symbolizes you being filled with the Spirit. And it's a reminder that you're a child of God because you've been born, reborn as a new child of God in spite of being born with a sinful nature. Amen. So if our worship team can go ahead and come, we're going to get ready for this this morning. So we've got a couple things to do. If you're getting baptized, you can uh, make your way to the, to the restroom if you need to change. If you don't need to change, so be it. It's all good. Worship team is going to come lead us into worship. Uh, we're going to add some more warm water to our tank here. Uh, you're welcome because it was pretty chilly this morning. Uh, if you would stand to your feet.
I'm going to pray over us. And worship team, I need you guys to hurry a little bit. Let's make it happen. So we can, uh, we're just going to worship a little bit uh, for about five minutes while uh, people's being prepped and we're adding warm water to the tank. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for making a way for us to be born again. Born again because of Jesus Christ. Born again as your daughter or your son. Born again as a new creation. He doesn't carry the damnation of a sinful nature but carries the grace and the blessing and the forgiveness of being saved through your son Jesus Christ Lord honestly I I think sometimes all of us might not understand the depth of what really has really happened to us and for us through Jesus Christ. Sometimes we just don't quite understand the mercy and the grace that's been extended to us and how we are literally saved, not just from eternal torment, but we're literally saved from living a life on earth without you. And without you, your peace, your strength, your blessings, your goodness, your protection, and countless other things would be missed out upon. Father, as we baptize today, whether it be the person being baptized or the onlooker, let us be reminded that we are being re, that we are being reborn or we have been reborn as your children made in your image and in your likeness not a hybrid not an image bearer that also carries a sinful nature but an image bearer that carries grace and mercy that erases the sinful nature and therefore constitutes us as your Adam and Eve's, as your sons and your daughters. Help Help us to come to terms with that, to understand that, to realize that because the knowledge of that is out Absolutely, life impacting is changing. It brings forth gratitude and praise and commitment and even a desire for other people to come into a knowledge and a relationship of and with you. We honor you, God. Thank you for a new life that we have in you through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's praise for a few moments before we conclude.
Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.